Hello and welcome to episode six of Do Not Adjust Your Focus, uh, our podcast from, from Blurred, which aims to explore the wonderful intermingling world of business and culture and technology and politics and everything else. Um, my name's Stuart and today I am talking to Chris Godfrey, creator of the egg that broke Instagram in January last year, I believe it was, um, the post that appeared to begin as a simple experiment, uh, could a humble egg be Kylie Jenner's record for the most liked picture? And then once it had tens of millions of followers, became the globally famous campaign for mental health that we, we now all, all know about with the reveal it was supporting a, a US not-for-profit Mental Health America. Um, hello, Chris. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. Uh, I, I will start with the egg. I'm not, I don't want to go talk about it loads and loads yeah. because I'm sure you've done, <laughs> I know you've done dozens of those uh, of those interviews and people know the story but few people have asked why you did it uh, yeah. originally was it as a challenge was it just for the fun of it was it out of frustration with the millions of likes that go to superficial celebrity yeah, yeah. celebrity posts um, I think it was it was probably a little bit of all of the above um, coming out of what was it 2018 <clears throat> excuse me I was a little bit frustrated um hadn't got as much work out as I'd like to have done that year. So I thought to myself, I want to kickstart this year, get it going as quick as possible and get sort of just a personal project underway. Um, really big fan of personal projects. Um, they always seem to be sort of some of my most successful work. So I was doing dry January. Instead of going to the pub on a Friday night, I went yeah. home, sort of just getting lost on the internet, came across the 20 most like posts of 2018. And Kylie Jenner topped the list, and everyone else in the list was, you know, shiny, famous, rich, young. And it just got me thinking, could the complete opposite ever compete? And I wondered, you know, we're in an interesting space in the sort of influencer sphere where people are now rejecting that perfect lifestyle, that sort of shiny, filtered right. look, and, and going for something a bit more honest. And I wondered, you know, it could be the right time for, for like an underdog to come in and trying to frame sort of Kylie Jenner. It was nothing personal against her, but it, it worked. I think it worked really well because it was Kylie Jenner because, you know, before her it was Beyonce and yeah. they both got fans around the world, but people love to hate Kylie Jenner. People love to hate the Kardashians. But for me, it was just, she was number one. Yeah. Let's let's go after her. Um, so was, was there an element of pushing back against that, um, I say superficial instead of fake influence, but of course last year was also the year of a fire documentary yeah, yeah. So, so were you did you have all that in mind well that sort of came that was definitely up there in my head and yeah. it's interesting you mentioned that because because we did partner with Hulu in the end who had just done the fire, sure. fire documentary right. which, is one, which is one of the reasons we actually went with them and I can get into that a little bit later but um, at the beginning it was it was this idea of you know could something as simple and as universal as an egg there's no race there's no religion it's an everyday object could could it could it topple could it topple Queen Jenna and a lot of people ask me why an egg, and you know I did go through a couple of other scenarios in my head. You know, chicken nugget. Right. I thought um, <laughs> vegetarians and vegans aren't going to get on board with that. Yeah. And then I thought a sausage roll. And then that was at a time when Greg's had just brought out the vegan sausage roll. Yeah. And I thought you know need to get America on board for this. So then more hot dogs. So sausage roll, and, uh, chicken nugget quickly went out the window. And I just landed on egg, and it was just the most simple, the simple object that we can all relate to. And it's 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 the start of something. You know, it's it's we all came from an egg. It's yeah, it's yeah, the beginning yeah. of something. Um, so it just really worked for me. And then within. 
within half an hour I'd started a new Instagram account zero followers and uploaded it left a caption which encouraged people to like it and sort of share it and then sort of went out into the Instagram world and started seeding it into um, comments and that's that's how it really spread to begin with I always assumed the egg was um, was because it's the it's the kind of embryonic uh, Twitter profile you get, isn't no, it? No, no. So I, did, I didn't really, connect, yeah, I didn't really connect those dots until a little bit down the line. Right. I was like, oh, I've sort of taken the, the Twitter yeah. profile picture on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, but people have made those um, connections before. But to be honest, back then it was just, it's a simple object. Yeah. It's just so everyday. You yeah. can't hate an egg. It's just kind of, kind of do it. Yeah. Um, and then the idea was to, to sort of spread it at first because obviously we had zero followers. We dropped. I, I've, I've noticed that in comment sections. They're almost like forums now. If you go to the most followed people in the world, you're Ariana Grande, mm. you're Justin Bieber's, Miley Cyrus's, you drop into their comments and they're like forums. People are having conversations in them. Oh, there's people, a whole community. Of, exactly. Yeah, there's yeah. like discussions and groups within the comments. So I was right. like, okay, this is a good way for me to get into, get in and start spreading the message of the egg. So that's what I did first. And then it started to trickle through and then the story started to kick off and then it just... It just oh, there's started. a whole lesson in, in that, isn't there, for, around... Because what you did was as genuine, organic. Yeah, I mean, we had some marketing, yeah. which is yeah. is a bit of a holy grail, um, and, you, and you and you managed it. It's, so it's, I mean, that's a whole separate line of conversation. Yeah, that, but that's that's really interesting. Um, most people listening will know, like the egg came to have a high meaning. It, it, yeah. it cracked under pressure from all the social media attention, which was just a lovely a lovely um, use of that well-worn phrase and became a symbol for mental health awareness everywhere. Was there a plan? Was there always a plan for that? Or did that did that come about as you realised you'd now, um, you were now wielding influence? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a good question. I, I'd be lying if I said I had that whole yeah. campaign planned out from the get-go. Um, did I believe that we could beat the record? Absolutely, otherwise I wouldn't have done it. Um, but I didn't, definitely didn't think it was going to happen that quick. And then when it did happen, everything was a sort of, we had to think quick, and you know, as soon as we, as soon as I broke the records, um, CJ and Alyssa jumped onto the team, and because it woke up in the morning to every brand in the world being in my inbox, right. I was like, right, this is. So they were friends, colleagues. So, yeah, so I've known them. Yeah, sort yeah. of in the industry, and um, we've always discussed. You know, we've talked about. You know, we've we've been in the industry for the best part of a decade, and we talked about having a bit more meaning in the work we produce. You know, you, you work so long on campaigns that then go out for six weeks and then disappear. And mm. it's, what is it doing to create actual change or is there substance in it? So for us, it was like, okay, we've got, we've, we've got the eyes of the world on us right now. We've got a platform. We knew there was a second chapter to the story, which again is why, why we stayed so silent. You know, we, we tried to stay anonymous for as long as possible. Everyone was trying to find out who we were. We were getting invites onto the Ellen show. Well, that just helps. I mean, yeah, it's just the mystery yeah. and the enigmatic. So that was that was part of the strategy as well. It's like right, we need to, you know, the spotlight is the egg. As soon as we come out, it, you, you humanize it, and you become the story. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and people shared it, and influencers got behind it because it wasn't a human. A human is competition to other influencers. An egg, an egg isn't competition to anyone. Yeah. So that's why it just spread. If it was if it was me uploading a selfie saying I want to be Kylie Jenner. It would, you know, it would have yeah. gone nowhere. Um, well, you don't know. <laughs> uh, not, well, not with this mug, but um, I'm sure it would not. But an egg was just everyone can get behind it and relate to it. Um, yeah. But yeah, back, back to the question. Sorry. As soon as as soon as we beat the records, people were asking for merchandise. Now we had a bit of a 
What, literally merchandise? Yeah, there was Arsenal. like, you know, egg, egg gang, <laughs> I like the egg. And we were in two worlds, because what we'd done was anti-establishment. It was slightly horrific. Yeah, it was two, <laughs> yeah, it was two fingers to sort of the whole influence of society and stuff. And we were like, well, if we go and sell products now, is that sort of mirroring what we've just tried to go up against? So we thought, okay, we're, we're going to create... Um, we're going to create some merch, but what we did is, as we've got a platform with so many eyes on us right now, what can we do to help and give, um, highlight something that we care about? So every day we dropped a different design every 24 hours and we promoted a different mental health charity and that was on the 10th day. So this, the seed was sort of set there. Yeah. Something for mental health was yeah. starting to develop and pick up. And for example, Young Minds, they received 140,000% rise in traffic. Wow. Just from, just from that 24 hour, I was promoting them that, that particular design. The next day it was a different one, the next day it was a different right. one. Um, we were tempted to make a, a quick buck. I mean, obviously, the thought of you know, Leonardo DiCaprio and Wolf Wall Street <laughs> with, the, with the money <laughs> flicking it off the, the roof um, flashed through your mind, but I mean, sitting on a beach gets pretty boring after a while. So. Yeah, we could have, but for me it was more about, I, we wanted to create something that we were really proud of um, and something we can look back on and people say, look back and say, oh, do you remember the egg? And they're like, mm, yeah, I remember. Sort of went, yeah, do you know, it sold out completely. For us it was, how can we give, what was essentially a meme? How can we give it purpose? Yeah. And how can we create uh, a movement? Yeah. Um, so for us it was like, we need to give this purpose for it to, to give it longevity. And that's what we did as we developed the cracking campaign and went on to um, promote mental health. And I mean, the relationship between social media and mental health. Oh, it's, it's perfect. That, so, I, mean, that was the, I think that's where every <coughs> every creative in the industry looked to me. That's just a beautiful yeah, the, connection. The synergy right? was just, yeah, just it, was, it was also a reflection of what we were going through. You know, <clears throat> we, we weren't expecting this to happen quite the way it happened mm. so quickly. And the pressure on us, we felt the world's eyes were on us. You know, don't fuck this up. Yeah. Um, it, like our own mental health. You know, we jumped out of the city and we went to my dad's house in Kent just to get away. And it was a case of you know, Ellen is pointing at you down the camera saying, "I want you on my show." And like we were just wow. taking it in turns to still get. Yeah, you'll get the pizza into that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Crazy, so it was, it was a surreal, surreal time. It was. It was a reflection of what we were going through and the relationship that we saw between social media and the value of likes. And Egg has just got fifty-four million likes. Yeah. What does a like even mean? Yeah, we're in a world now where people will delete a photo because they don't get enough likes, and yeah. we've just proven. Yeah, don't, don't I mean, I love the the, the depths of um, meaning to it. Yeah, you mentioned the fifty-four million. Mm. Um, that's, I mean, Eugene the yeah. Egg yeah. now has fifty-four million yeah. fans, um, effectively. Um, I mean, that's bigger than the population of London, LA, New York combined. Yeah. Uh, if it was a country, it'd be bigger than Spain. Or Australia, which is kind of, or two, two Australias. In fact, it's kind of mind blowing. How uh, you've you have a, you've achieved that influence? Mm. How are you gonna how are you gonna wield it? Well, the plan yeah. is like we, we've always wanted to do make it a platform for good. Um, so we've got Eugene, Eugene herself, uh, Eugene well himself himself. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, again, Eugene was named by the community. Yeah. Um, so we we just landed on Eugene. We're like, right, it's Eugene. We're gonna go with that. But for us, it's how can we, like I said before, it's, it's giving something longevity. So we're, we've broken up into a few different things. Um, we've got an animation that we're working on, which is for kids aimed at 18 to 13 year olds. And that follows the highs and lows of an anxious egg whose biggest fear is cracking. And of course, we still need to introduce the rest of the egg gang. And they're going to be relatable in different ways. You know, we've got a square egg 
who is body conscious. Right. So we've got different different ways in and diff- to, to, to help build different relationships with, with viewers. And for us, it's really important because eight to 13 year olds is a time in their life when you're just starting to figure stuff out. You're starting to figure out feelings and emotions and figure out the world for what it is and understand and develop yourself as mm-hmm. you grow. And I think you don't know what anxiety is the first time you ever feel it. You don't know what certain feelings are. So this... I've got a seven-year-old daughter. Yeah. I can see her... Yeah, the, the struggle to articulate those yeah. emotions yeah. at that age is, is part of the, 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 the joy and the challenge of parenting, like helping them go through that. Absolutely. And I think what we've done, what, what was really successful for us, we were always humour first. We're not, a, we're not a mental health charity, so we don't need to talk like a mental health charity. Mm. Um, we delivered our message after capturing attention. So for us, it's, this animation is, is complete, it's not education, but it's humour first. And it will be layered with with mental health and storylines, and you know it's a bit like you watch Toy Story as a kid. This is brilliant. As a grown up, you're watching. You're like, whoa, it's even better. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that meant that yeah. back then. It's like the newest whoa. one's the best yeah. one as well. Um, so there's going to be it's going to be layered, and um, it's really exciting. And then there's there's another initiative that we're working on at the moment. I can't really talk about that yet, but sort of watch this space in the next few months, um, which again is is around the talking egg and and making sure that people have um, the opportunity to connect with mental health organisations and charities when they're in need. That sounds awesome. Um, I'm going to go back to the influencer thing quickly, because, yeah, you didn't, you didn't pay any influencers to spread it, it, it took off. Um, and I just, I remember, I remember, I was showing my age, but I remember toys doing that in my childhood. There was no, there was no internet back then, there was yeah. no social media. And I've always been fascinated by the way that kids around the country would all be buying the same thing mm. but how, how did that message travel through from playground to playground and I, I saw in an interview the reason I bring that up is because I saw that you'd said um, you noticed spikes in engagement between 3 and 4pm when, yeah. when school was out which has just reminded me of those, those crazes when I, when I was a kid and, and um, I've never known how they come about so how do you think it happens like every marketer yeah. every business in fact listening everyone wants to know the recipe for achieving that organic virality um, that, that genuine shareability mm. without paying for I think it. there's like there's sort of four things that we always discuss that, um, that we touch on and, and those four things are simplicity um, you don't overcomplicate a good idea yeah. I think sometimes in, in this industry if you're working on a campaign for so long you can have a really great idea on the first day the first week but if that's not coming out for nine months it's going to get picked and pulled apart and it, it loses the sort of purity of the idea. Yeah. Um, so keep it simple. I think if we'd, if we'd developed any longer, if we'd thought about it for too long, it would have ended up being a mango or a melon. Um, so, yeah, keep it super simple. We gamified Instagram. It, it didn't ask much from anyone. It was a simple like and it became a game. Um, created the community. You know, for us, everything has been community-driven from. We've always said it's not our world record, it's everyone's. Because mm. um, without everyone, there's only three of us sort of in the, in the actual gang here. So technically, everyone is entitled to a Guinness World Record certificate if they go and apply, because they're <laughs> part of a world record. Um, and humour, I think, humour-driven. Everything we did was humour first and followed up by, by the important message. But, but really, I think... It was the stories on the Instagram that kicked it off. It became such a competition to get onto the stories, which is why I went so far from people getting tattoos, people getting shaved in their heads, wow. people doing dances, juggling. 
everything you can imagine we've got a video or a photo of it and I remember receiving a, um, an email from a girl at school and I think she must have been about 11 or 12 and she was like this has just been forwarded around our entire school and the mm. pupil had just written it and she was um, including teachers wow. and it was just like if you haven't go home and like the egg <laughs> yeah so do I you mean, think there is an element of it as well that is um, giving people the opportunity the invitation to slightly stick two fingers up mm. to the establishment because exactly. you see it with things like um, the famous Rage Against Machine Christmas yeah, yeah, number yeah. one yeah. that was just it was so hilariously yeah. jarring yeah. Um, the same people got on board with it they, they weren't heavy metal fans or Rage Against Machine fans they did it because it was just yeah, going against the system just to go yeah. against the system yeah. just to just a slightly the same with Simon the, Cowell yeah. Boating at Boatface <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's, yeah, it's, it's, what, it's that idea one. that collectively and this is what we said collectively we have so much power right that's the insight isn't it when we come together we can actually and that's what I find important like you look at um, the protests going on around the world and stuff at the moment like people are starting to understand you know social media has completely opened that up and yeah. can, we can all connect from around the world now so the power of, 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 of everyone coming together and I think obviously the millennials and even like the next generation Gen Alpha coming up understand the power that they have now yeah um, and the connections that they can build from like, you know, you can run a business from living in separate parts of the world together, you can create movements from being around the world together, this which is super exciting. This is a really nice bridge into what I wanted to spend most of the time talking to you about, which is about creativity in general, as opposed to um, just Eugene. Um, feels weird talking about yeah. it, giving away, <laughs> anyway. but, but there is something, you landed on something really nice there, this, this insight of giving people the opportunity to, to realise mm. the collective power that they, yeah. they have when they come together I think is something that potentially every business could leverage mm. if, if it's done the right way and you know for me this, this, this really comes back to creativity as a, as, a, as a force as a force for good um, but there will be there will be businesses wanting to harness that, that kind of power to, yeah. to do something for them, but yeah, also for the world. But there's always there's always risk to it, attached to it as well. Do you think? Do you think there's a relationship between creativity and risk? We we hear about. I hate the phrase creative bravery, but it's no, I, I can I, I hear what you're saying. Um, for me, it's it's a tough one because brands brands want to. They you know the first briefing you always get is this is going to be such a different campaign and we want to do things differently and stuff like that. But as as time develops, you end up you're playing the same game that you've played before and you play it safe and it's easy for me to say that because with the egg we didn't put we didn't stump up a million pounds so it had to work you know mm. the whole campaign cost 120 pounds which was two stock photos of two eggs uh, one cracked and one one fully formed so for us it's easy for me to say that there was no hierarchy um we didn't there was no formula there's no blueprint everything we did was quite reactive and we had to think on our feet and just make it happen as we went um for brands it's a little bit more difficult because they've got KPIs, they have to hit certain targets, so it's easier to play it safe, but I always think if you play it safe, you're only ever going to get what's gone before, whereas if you sort of colour outside the lines a little bit and take a risk, that risk might not pay off every time, but you could create something completely new, Yeah. and it's, it's a tough one because brands might not want to take that risk, and it is, it is easier, you know, it's you know, everyone's job security and and the, the, you know startups and stuff like that they don't have lots of money to throw away so it's easier to follow form and follow what's gone before but 
if you switch it up, then you're going to get new results. Um, and I think that's when the really exciting stuff happens and, and you get change in, in the way that people present their brand to you. Yeah. And you get, there's a lot of um, organizations and brands out there now that are <clears throat> I'm talking about purpose, which again, would be a whole other separate conversation. I, I, a lot of, a lot of that um, debate really frustrates me because I think purpose can mean different things, but, but yeah. real social purpose yeah. should be something that's truly really authentic and, yeah, and, and, and grounded in real behavior, mm. not, not just marketing. Nonetheless, there are, um, there are a lot of companies that are genuinely seeking a way that to, to at least align their, their creative output, their marketing, yeah. their brand campaigns to a cause they can they can genuinely support in some way, which I'd, I'd say is more CSR yeah. than you know linking your marketing to CSR than, than real purpose. But for me, it feels like you know the insight you landed on before around our collective power to achieve positive good mm-hmm. when, when people come together. Is that is that something you think brands should be more like harnessing more starting yeah. starting with that? How can we leverage not just not just our budget for good, but the fact we have we have a, a community, we have yeah. a fan base, we have I think it's, X million buyers of our products. That that's a community that can be leveraged. Right? Yeah, it's a really interesting sort of, sort of thought because for me, it's I think Matt Peacock put it really well that um, it's not just good enough for brands to sort of highlight the negative. It's what are they doing to create the positive? Yeah, um, and we call it at Happy Oak. We call it permission to play. So a brand doing something for the sake of it. People can see through that now. Um, you know, especially with the next generation that's coming up, they've, they're growing up around fake news, they're growing up on social media. A brand doing something for the sake of doing it just to try and make them look good isn't going to last. Um, whereas brands that actually care about what they're trying to help will, will, will be the ones that are successful in the future and give longevity. Because people, people growing up now align themselves with brands that represent them. People want to know the story of where that material came from. People want to know where their food came from. It, it all, like you know, the, the source. Mm. Um, and I think it's brands that look after their mission, because brands, brands, you know, they do control the world in the sense of in terms of monetary and business. And I think as people grow up, they will even more so than ever moving on. They're going to align themselves with brands that represent who they are and what they believe in. So brands need to make sure that what they are supporting they're not just jumping on the bandwagon and they're doing it for the long term you know if they're doing this this year they should still really probably be doing it in 10 years yeah it's not in 10 years what's the new woke mission you know i don't like that term woke at all but it's you know everyone's sort of screaming about it yes what what is your mission um and i think once you sort of work that out and 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 you believe in it then there's only success to be had with it yeah since since Eugene, you focused on other creative work with a kind yeah. of um, a, a purpose to it that's you know issues issues um, related. Um, towards the end of last year, for example, you created an ice sculpture of Greta Thunberg, a Greta iceberg, yeah. um, designed to melt throughout the day <coughs> to obviously represent the urgency of the climate crisis. Um, what are the other kind of issues and causes that, that matter to you and the and the rest of the egg gang? Yeah. We should be now saying happy yolk. Yeah, for, for us again, it's like it's not a case of just spreading ourselves, like spread burning ourselves over anything to try right. and look like we're aligned with anything. It's more for me, mental health is, is I've got a personal sort of journey, and I think everyone else is 
is only ever one person away from someone who suffers with mental health. I mean, we all have it. But then I also think, you know, global issues, like what we did with Greta, yeah. you have to get those, like, those to affect everyone. The world affects everyone, and your personal sort of headspace and mental health affects right. everyone. So but our, our sort of concentration is on that. And I think once we've got them right, you know, that there's a lot of other issues in the world and politics, et cetera, et cetera, but we need to get those two right to even be able to touch on the other ones. Do you think creativity can play a role in combating something as big as the climate crisis? I mean, that's for me, is just, yeah, it's, it's the big one. It's, you know, I um, think one of my earliest memories of like, this is probably, God, this must be going back to 2007, 2008, when I was like, right, I'm getting, you know, creative industry is the way I want to go, go to university. And I remember seeing it was an organisation or I think it was an organisation that proposed naming hurricanes after um, global man-made climate change sort of naysayers. Right, OK. And I just thought that was brilliant. It doesn't cost, it costs zero. And so, and, and the headline writes itself, you know, Donald Trump rips through Missouri, <laughs> That's amazing. destroying everything in his path. Yeah. And I just thought something could, you know, is a six-week campaign going to change, change something? No. But stuff like that, you know, people who just reject the idea of it and are not open to it at all, to use creativity in that way and twist it. Granting them infamy. Yeah, forever. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, I just thought that was genius. And that's what's like, there's, you know, there's a couple of others that were thinking. Do you know, again, it comes back to the no budget. No, exactly. That's why I'm, sometimes I just think um, money gets in the way. Client budgets almost yeah. get in the way. I mean, we're all... It's amazing what you can come up with when you have no budget. Like, yeah. I think like that. Um, and I, yeah, I just I always think back to that, and I remember that being. I just remember sitting there, just thinking that is pure brilliance. Like, and it probably never went anywhere. I can't remember where I read it. It was just genius. Yeah, amazing lateral thinking. What's your manifesto for creativity? There'll be lots of people listening that are wanting to get into creative industries, or, yeah. are kind of wanting to inject their marketing with, with with more creativity. Have you got a yeah kind of view on what it is, what the what its core principles are for you? What's your creative process as well? Which one should we go for first? Well, you choose, whichever. And Everyone has a different take on it. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years, and the last five or six were, were spent in a largely create, a, a much more creative role, but mm. it took me years to learn what that even really meant. Yeah, <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? And, and I think everyone goes through a different journey. I think for me, it's trying to connect. For me, Again, it's like it's trying to bring everything together, and you know, our, our manifesto at Happy Oak is ideas that bind, and that's the idea of that is bringing, is connecting people, culture, brands, and causes, and bringing them all in. And how do you create a campaign that doesn't just, that isn't just wallpaper? Mm. It, how does it drive conversation? How does it change culture and society that we live in? Um, it's not just to fill the space in between your favorite program. It's not just the wallpaper, the tube the tube and underground it's how can you create work that gets people actually talking gets gets that buzz and makes people think a bit differently like like i just said that that um campaign proposal about changing the name to hurricanes for yeah. me that was it, it it's so clever and it just it stayed with me um it's interesting because you've gone strength to outcomes as mm -hmm. almost the first ingredient of the process which I think yeah. is really powerful when I when I get a brief I just I just sort of let everything out I think if you don't get an idea out of your head it's taking up space for another idea to come into your head right um, which is part of my thing as well it's like when people say oh, what advice do you have for young creators it's just 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 do it you know Dan Wyden's famous Nike line just do it literally yeah. 
an idea is only an idea in your if it's only in your head no one's ever going to be able to connect with it yeah. so just get it out in the open because yeah, how many times have you heard someone say oh I, I had that idea I had that idea it's like <laughs> cool yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah but like it's like alright cool but you didn't act on it yeah, you didn't yeah. it's, I could have done that yeah but you didn't That's you get the same uh, critics of modern art yeah, who yeah, look yeah. at the, it's, it's, uh, the canvas that's slick yeah. entirely blue yeah. and say well anyone could do yeah, that my daughter could have done yeah, it but yeah. you didn't yeah <laughs> that's, that's, that's my point I think you've just got you've just got to do because for every for every egg I've had loads of ideas that you know haven't gone anywhere I've got loads of ideas in my head it's just about trying to get them out and I think once you get them out you let room in for another one you will learn so much more from your failings than you will from your successes so for me it's just you, you can't really fail because as long as you learn from something it's, it's not failure yeah um, the only pressure is what the pressure you put on yourself so I think just like I said just 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 executing it and there's no wrong way of doing it and you'll you'll quickly figure out you know there's was, there was multiple ways we could have gotten with the egg but if we if we felt we were slightly oh no this isn't right we jump back on you know just make decisions as you run always you can't just don't second guess yeah don't uh, yeah you if you ever want to kill an idea just just don't think that, i think i think that that is something that um we all do mm. i mean i'm terrible at that but i think most people are yeah. you really do i talk myself out of loads of yeah like, i have an idea and i think it's oh this is brilliant and then I'll, I'll mull on it for too long and then i'll pick it apart and then, and then I'll be like, oh, that's nothing. Well, there's the, there's the Silicon Valley mantra, isn't it? The fail fast, or yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Just, just don't be, don't be scared to yeah. try stuff and make yeah. mistakes. And, then and I think you'll always have another idea. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and you know, don't if you haven't invest if you if you if you invest loads of, if you invest months of thinking before you get it out and then it flops. Well, yeah, you're going to be a bit miserable because you've invested so much energy in, and and sort of thinking into it. Um, for us, there's so many things that we thought of with the egg in the first week. From how do we keep our community, like you know, doing stuff like Good Egg of the Week, and then we wanted to do it so immediately. We were like, we want to turn this into a character, so it's more relatable. Mm. The animation, and as time developed, you, you, you think, oh, those ideas aren't right because you had them too early. But you just end up coming back to them, which for me is 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 that sort of whole thinking of sometimes the the best idea is the first idea. Um, it's not always the case, but. And that's why, I, you know, sometimes in the industry you find yourself working on something and it's frustrating because you think this really works, but there's there's so much time still to fill before you even go into production that, right. you know, we've got to have these meetings because we've got to have a weekly meeting, a monthly meeting. It needs to develop, but sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it's just pure and you just just let it yeah, go. Yeah, don't make complicated. Yeah, exactly. It's about the Where next for you? You've just launched, you've just launched Happy Oak. What does 2020 hold in store? So for us, it's all about now. Before last year, we we were talking to so many brands, and they were asked. You know, they were so keen to help, and they were so keen to to make a difference. And for us, we need to to sort of establish ourselves away from the egg. You know, the, the egg is our passion project, but the egg is not just who we are. Sure. And um, we can do, we can work with brands to to execute. You know, other ideas that are nothing to do with the egg, and I think that's that's what we spent last year setting up the egg to, to carry on in itself you know we had to everything happened so quickly then it was about filling in the underneath yeah. and filling and, and figuring out why, where do we want to go with this let's stop being reactive let's take a step back let's set some goals long term goals and let's put them into play and then talking we had you know so many relationships built with brands and we thought we want to continue to do work Aside from the egg, absolutely. So, it's kind of gold dust. Yeah, and, and so. we've we've 
we feel like we're in a good space that we're, we're not a cause marketing agency but we really care about causes and the right. world we live in and we understand how brands can connect and, and create work that does have meaning and that can travel and can get into culture so for us it's about establishing ourselves in that in that new sort of position while the egg still does its thing have you found um, have you found it Interesting or challenging, or both switching to a kind of entrepreneur startup um, mindset. So you, you can't just be pure creative now, you've got to yeah, no, start the yeah, business. Yeah, still, we're still literally like we're learning every day, which is the yeah. fact that um, I think challenges, I think challenges are opportunities. So for us, it's about we've got that energy and that drive to, to sort of make it work. Um, but yeah, it's not just now. I can't just sort of creep off into. A you can't just do the idea. Sit, the brief, yeah, brief, yeah. brief. Um, are, you, are you enjoying that though? It just makes you be a bit more, um, well, more dynamic and a bit more on it. Because before I might have X amount of time to just come up with some ideas. Yeah. Whereas now that's been taken cut, away. Yeah, cut down a bit. But we've got like a really <laughs> great team. Yeah, yeah, a lot more efficient. We've got a really great team around us as well, like sort of cohort members that. So as we grow and develop, we will be able to sort of concentrate more on our sort of specialities I guess you know we're all from very very backgrounds which makes it's quite a special sort of the original core trio and um, we're not just creative um, sort of in advertising sense you know CJ's more of an art direction brand building background and this is um, produced some amazing campaigns more production side of things right. um, so super exciting it's a I mean, it's a real exciting time to yeah. be launching business uh, uh, everything that's going on in the world a lot of it terrifying but with change comes opportunity, right? So it's hundred percent. It's um, it's exciting. I'm sure it'll be an amazing year for for you guys. Absolutely. Um, well, thanks so much for talking. And um, if you enjoy our podcast, please do share it and subscribe and leave us a rating. Uh, that's always appreciated. That was episode six of Do Not Adjust Your Focus, and see you next time. Thank you.